Yo, what's happening? What's going on Sunday night? <laughs> clown show. The clown show continues. And uh, man, it was hard to watch. I think it was a little bit hard to watch. How did you guys feel that? Look at that. This is John Fish. John Fish knows nothing. Beautiful Sunday. Uh, Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve. Okay. Uh, most of y'all probably did your parties yesterday and Friday. We had a uh, scouts. <laughs> scouts. Uh, it's funny. I just had to kind of laugh because, um, yeah, that's what I, I spent this last Halloween doing. We had a scouts thing, and it was in the little gym area, and they had little trick-or-treat stations. And um, it's vastly different. It's vastly, vastly different from the Halloweens I've had in my ute. In my ute, when I was a much younger uh, man, much younger man, I had shorter hair too at the time, uh, less grays. But man, you know, I'm glad I had the fun of the degenerate, trashy Halloweens. That's all right. But I rather enjoyed <laughs> hanging out with the kids and letting them do their thing. We'll have some trick-or-treat time tomorrow. It's going to be fun. It's a school night, which is not the best. And, uh, you know, they won't get to be up as much or as long then, which is fine. But, yeah, guys, a um, lot, of, lot of fun stuff going on in the world. Nancy Pelosi's husband is uh, involved in Hammergate. Oh man, they're trying to play that off like <laughs> some some right wing gay nudist dude broke into his house. Yeah, totally, totally a Trump supporter. <laughs> sure, two thirty in the morning, buck naked with a hammer. Old Polly, old Polly's a beard. Sorry, said it. Don't regret it. Um, but yeah, let's get into the fights. We. We had Bellator, which I didn't know about. I for, I didn't I didn't see much. It wasn't on my radar. I wasn't thinking about it. Um, so I didn't I didn't catch any of it. I, I I was watching the other fights and I started checking my Instagram and I started started seeing highlights from fights and I was like, what the hell? I don't I don't understand. I think, man, I think the only you know the only way. You know, I've joked around about people, the, the promotions laundering money before. But uh, Chi Tree, whatever, was talking about, or not Chi Tree, who was it? They're talking about those guys, 1FCs, and their numbers, and how they're funny. And some people said they're laundering money, but other people said maybe. But that's probably the more probably uh, possible answer is that they're just scheming investors. They're just scamming investors. They're just pulling slick ones on people with money. And just they just keep going to new investor, new investor, new investor. Maybe that's why they're all cool with leaving things the way they are. Or, you know, that weird that weird stuff that's going on. Everybody's just fine with it not being a sport. Uh, <clears throat> but anyways, I digress. 
So I'm not going to be able to talk about the Bellators. The UFC, we saw the UFC. We'll start with that because I think the clown show is was more interesting and will give us more to talk about. Um, this was not an exciting card for me, like reading through the names and getting amped up for it. Quite honestly, Arvlosky was the most exciting name on the card for me. That was the person I wanted to see the most. I like uh, Jared Vandera. I've seen him fight a few times. He fought a lot this year, so we've talked about him a lot this year. He's fun to watch, but like, if that if he was the only guy on a fight card, I probably <laughs> you know, wouldn't wouldn't care that much to watch. You know, uh, Qatar. I like watching Qatar, but I feel like he's um, feel like he's plateaued. I don't know if he'll be able to break past that plateau, but I feel like he's going to get wedged into a gatekeeper position. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But, you know, uh, yeah, the undercard, Rodriguez over me, Weems, uh, Durden, and uh, Mota uh, was okay fight. Um, Chase Hooper and Garcia, this was uh, interesting. Garcia is a monster. He just – it looks like Hooper wasn't, wasn't all there. Um because Garcia just laid it on him early and fast and put him away. It was just too much, overwhelming. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen Chase Hooper fight enough. Is a stand-up always that kind of timid? I don't know. Is he more of a grappler? More of a jitsu? Um, then uh, Jun Young with the submission over Holmes. That was actually that was actually a fun fight. You know, I don't, I don't know who these guys are. I haven't seen them before. But it was a fairly active fight at middleweight and um, some good grappling, some good back and forth. I actually, actually enjoyed that fight. Arvlosky fighting at 43. You always want Arvlosky to win. I do. So I always root for the old guys. But he fought a mountain of a man. This guy looked like Andre the Giant's thumb, like – no neck, just huge, huge slab of muscle. This guy, DeLima, Marcos Rodrigo, Rogerio, I'm sorry, Marcos Rogerio DeLima. He was he was a monster. And I don't know if I heard wrong, but they had mentioned and said he was a, a light heavyweight at one point. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> that guy was a light heavyweight. He looked humongous. He looked humongous. Man. And uh, Arvlosky just, I just feel like he, he got hit once and then felt the weight on top, and I was just not, not going to do it. I don't know what Arvlosky's doing, man. Does he, does he need hard up for money, or is he just like he just doesn't care? He just rolls the dice. I'll just stay in shape. I'll just fight whoever as much and just keep pulling bank. Uh, I don't blame him. That would, that, I mean, I don't know. But, like, some of these fights, it just feels like he gives up easy. Like, it gets kind of tough, and he's like, ah, just take the money. Maybe that's because he's getting that guaranteed pay. He doesn't have to fight for the other half. The uh, Dol, uh, I'm going to screw his name up. Roman Dolidze. 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 But, yeah, Roman Dolidze uh, and Phil Hall. He looked great. You know, Phil Hall was just. I don't know, a step behind. He got it on the leg, uh, put it in a funky position. 
looked like he may have uh, popped it, and then it was not a smart move by Roman to let go. He was actually being too nice. He's too nice. Stop being so nice. It's a fight. He uh, he was like, ooh, ow, sorry, did I hurt you? <laughs> he's like, I'm, he's got his leg. He's going to rip his leg off, and then uh, he kind of does. He's like, oops. <laughs> did I hurt you? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I hurt you in a fight. <laughs> and then uh oh man, but um Haas kept trying to fight, but that yeah, the knee was gone. I didn't get to see uh an injury report or anything on it, so I don't know what it was, but uh Roman Delidze. I hope I say it right. He looked good. He looked good. I like watching Phil Haas is usually pretty entertainment. Entertaining, entertaining. It's pretty entertaining. He's not exactly uh, a draw, though. If I see his name, I'm like, oh, okay. I understand why he's kind of on the undercard, but I don't understand why Arvlowski's on the undercard. weren't they? Weren't they building Hooper? Is this because they have him on separate platforms and they're trying to draw people to both platforms, so they got to put guys named guys on the undercard and the and the main card? Is that what's happening? I think that's what's happening. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check comments and then go to the main card. All right, you guys, I'm gonna skip over your Anderson questions. Have to ask him again later. Or super chat to make sure I see him. Make sure I see him. Thanks very much. I had too much wine the other night. Actually, I had a, <laughs> some wine <laughs> Thursday night and Friday night. I ac I accidentally casually drank. Not Friday night. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Thursday night. Wednesday, I had a little bit of wine. But Thursday night, I casually accidentally drank a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I was having whiskey and water, sitting with, the, with my lady, and uh, watching movies, shows, doing a little bit of work, computer, and just casually sipping on my water and whiskey. And, they, you know, it's about <laughs> 1130 at night. I go... And check the bottle, it's empty. It was careful, careful guys. <laughs> Accidental whiskey drinking. Um Danny Arnold says Hammergate. Yep, that's funny. The Pelosi's in Hammergate. More to come. I think that's gonna be funny. What's going on? How you doing? <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Guys, do that tomorrow. Pelosi's attacker. You can go in your underwear and a hammer. Hayes family is saying, that's my Halloween costume. Hope it's warm out. Underwear and a hammer. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Brandon Hunter, promotions, laundering money isn't a joke. Yep. But it may, it may be even lesser than laundering money. They may just be scamming, you know, people with money. They're scamming investors. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe that's the rug they're pulling. All righty. Hot dog and clogs. Or hat and clogs. I was in hot dog. <laughs> hat and clogs is <coughs> saying, uh, hail uh, our robot dog overlords. Just saying, yeah, might as well get in good with them now. So they're coming. 
Floodland, thank you very much. I appreciate this greatly. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to everybody. Wonderful, wonderful holiday. Um, Brian T., yeah, good point. I don't know, man. Brian T. says, does Bellator advertise cards with flyers? I never hear anything about them, so I don't watch them. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, if they're not really taking promoting seriously, if everybody doesn't know when their card is, like, even if even if I didn't want or care anything about the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight, I couldn't get away from it. I could not get away from it. It was everywhere. It was promoted everywhere. It was on all social media platforms. It was on everything. I couldn't. I could not hear something about that. Okay. So why is he doing that so well? but I, I don't hear about a Bellator card. I think it was in a different country and it was in the morning, but I was there. They just like, oh, screw it. Who cares about the <laughs> viewers at home? I don't understand. They had the, uh, they have the undercard. They put the undercards free on YouTube now. So it's like, it, there's a, they're accessible. There's a lot of fighters and, and they have great fights. There's great fighters and great fights. So like, what's the problem? What's the deal? What's going on? I don't get it. I don't get it. They don't care about viewers. I mean, that because that's that's what that feels like to me. When the promoter doesn't care about viewership, and that's that's where you get your money from. If you don't have eyeballs, like how are you getting sponsor money? How are you how are you doing anything? If you don't have the eyeballs, so if they're not trying to get the eyeballs, like where are they getting the money from? Hmm? Suckers, maybe suckers, sucker born every minute. Guys looking to get rich quick because they're excited about it, fighting and they can't wait to throw money at it. And they're the guys who are going to make it great, <laughs> make MMA great again. And they get rugged. And then promoters move on to the next guy. Is that what's happening? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I don't get it. I don't get it. And you say with a lot of the boxing promoters also because you don't really hear anything about them. But these guys are making crazy money. And and the lower level guys, you know, compared with MMA fighters, they make more. Not by much, but they make more all the way up until that middle fame level, like UFC type level. They've had ten boxing matches. What's up, two hundred nine E Cruz? It was, man. It was an accident. I didn't even know. My girl was, uh, she was dumbfounded. She didn't even know. I was like, she thought, she saw I had like two glasses and she didn't see me sipping much. She she had no idea. But she said when we got upstairs and I was brushing my teeth, I was like, I was swaying. <laughs> she was like, oh, I guess he, uh, I guess he was drinking. No, I'm not leaning out. I mean, I've been lean. I've been maintaining. I use my programs, guys. I use my programs. Fitch Smash. I got them on Gumroad. You guys check the links in the bio. Bang. Fitch Smash Strength, guys. Right there. That's it. That's what I'm doing. That's how I'm looking great. Okay. 
I got I got people talking about results too here. You see this is a post I had the other day. I have to say I'm loving the whole program. I have never been more motivated. Five by five injured. Dog crap injured. Smash no injuries and training six times a week plus wrestling and BJJ. I am 45 and did have a bad injury from a car crash. So I'm not dissing the other programs. I just don't get injured with John's program, and the meal plan is great. Meal plan is great. Guys, that's what it is. I weigh about 230 pounds right now, about 230. So I'm big, but it's because I lift. I eat a lot of meat, right? I don't do much cardio. I don't. I don't do much cardio. Kind of teaching is my cardio in a sense. So one time I really get winded, but I, I'll do bag work once, one to two, one to three times a week. I'll do some bag work, and that's like twelve to twenty minutes. That's it. I've been trying to take some time and stretch a lot more lately, but uh, yeah, adding some extra time to stretch. I saw I saw kind of that, but did he really? Did he really? Are any elections real? All right, man, bunch of comments, bunch of comments. Make sure you guys uh, hit the super chat. Make sure I get to your comment or question if it's urgent. All right, so we get to the main card. Uh, I like this fight, Jacoby and Roundtree. I don't know. I wish I would have paid closer attention to this because it was a close fight, but it was a little bit too much just sparring back and forth. Sometimes you got to... You got to sit down a little bit more if you're just going to stand and take that risk. Or you got to uh, force a clinch, force a takedown, move the fight somewhere, make it move around. I, I don't like the just you throw a few, I throw a few, back and forth, back and forth. Da, 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 da. You know, like really, really commit to that finish if you're going to do it. Or or put him on his, on his butt. You know, take dominant position and do damage. Uh, that way everybody knows you're the one in the dominant position. You're the one doing the work, but you know, it looks like there's a little bit of controversy around who won. Uh, Jacoby was pretty upset that he didn't get the nod. I don't know what you guys thought about that fight. Uh, <laughs> Treshawn Gore, <laughs> um, one, um, submission, right? Round two. Uh, he looked all right. I've been calling him a three Sean, Trey Sean. We call him three Sean Gore. It's hard to beat three Sean's. Then we get this heavyweight fight: Waldo Cortez Acosta, 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 Waldo Cortez Acosta, and Jared Vendera. I like Vendera. Um, I think he won the fight. I think he won the fight, and this is irritating to me because they kept talking about damage and and and. Uh, Bisping kept talking about damage. Damage, what is damage? What is damage? How do you define damage? What is damaging? The, the rules don't say anything about damage. They say the techniques that are used that uh, progress, something about progressing the fight towards the finish. Okay, it, has no, it says nothing about damage. The word damage isn't used. I And even if they were saying damage, like Bisping himself said that uh, um, Vendera was throwing a lot of leg kicks that were doing a lot of damage and causing um costa to change his stance uh, make moves alter his fighting ability right he had to or 
he had to alter what he was doing to fight because the damage that Vendera was doing. Well, well, Waldo was just throwing and landing some punches on Vendera, but he didn't alter any of the way that Vendera behaved. Like he didn't hurt him. He didn't do damage. I don't think he did damage. Like just because he hit him, I don't. I thought this was a really bad decision. I thought Vendera easily won this fight. Chopped him like a tree. He got hit a few times, but he did more damage with the leg kicks than than Waldo did with uh, the punches. I don't think he landed enough or any, enough hard ones. He didn't land any punches that made Vendera wobble. He didn't make uh, Vendera shy away from anything. He didn't make him do anything that was out of his normal, ordinary fighting movements. But Vendera did. Vendera's kicked changed the way that Cortez was acting, fighting, reacting. He was definitely doing damage. I thought it was very obvious, according to the new rules, which ones, you know, if you're going to go by damage, Jerry Madera did more damage. That's why I say this, that way of judging things is arbitrary. It's not good. We can't do it. It's too, it's too arbitrary. Who, who, you can't take somebody off the street, have them read the criteria, and be able to judge a fight perfectly every time. That, that should be how well-written the criteria are. But they're not. I can take my kids and give them a board game that I get at the store and have them read, read the directions and, and, and teach me and tell me how to play the game. They can set it up. They can get it ready. They can read it and figure it out and tell me how to do it. My children can do that. Why, <laughs> why can't something be written to explain how to judge in that same manner? I don't, I don't understand. I don't think they're really even trying. They want to keep it that way, I think. makes. I think it makes it easier for the promoters when they can screw up the winners of the fight sometimes quite honestly uh means and griffin uh griffin won a decision i was not really into that fight i didn't i didn't watch much of it Qatar and allen um saw allen fight once before at least and i thought he was gonna win this fight i thought he was just a monster. He was fresh. He's young. He was he was uh, ready to go. He's coming out the shoot hot and hard and ready to go, hot and heavy, ready to go. You know. And I thought he was going to win this fight. I think he was winning the fight, but Qatar <laughs> threw a stupid, like, weird knee and landed funny, right? Uh, and then here's here's the shot of how he landed. You see that? You see how he's landed here? Right, the weight is on the inside of the foot, and uh, the toes are pointing out, putting torque on either the MCL, which is on the inside of the leg, or the ACL, which is like in the inside of the knee. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think that would put enough pressure to tear the ACL because I was reading, or my girl was reading, the supple leopard. The other day, and he talks about how ACL ha injuries can happen when some people who squat and they flare their feet out wide because of their hip position or limited mobility 
<laughs> and they need to do that to get lower to squat, right? Get their ass to the grass. But it also creates a shearing force on the ACL, so you can injure yourself. So you have to be careful. It's better to develop the flexibility and the range of motion so you don't have to have your feet so far out and more forward. I think that's interesting. But she read that like the day of or day before <laughs> that that happened so I could see this. Um, but I saw one. I didn't see a medical report from anybody yet. Maybe they'll have it tomorrow. I did see one doctor, um, orthopedic surgeon, who did a comment about it, and he thought it was a ACL tear from how it looked mechanically how he landed. And I would say um, he probably know more than me, but I've also seen guys land like that and hurt their MCL. It could be both, honestly. It might hurt both. Thank you very much. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't cut my nose in the <laughs> mic. Topher is saying a haircut looks nice or looks good, Mr. Fitch or Fitch son. Yep. <clears throat> you know who else wore their uh, hair long? The Vikings. You know who else? The Greeks. Who else? The samurai. Like shave the sides, whatever. But they had a long, they had to make the top knot. So that was long hair. A lot of the great warrior societies all had long hair. The Greeks uh, said that uh, they grew their hair long because it was one of the cheapest ways to, uh, one of the cheapest adornments you can add to your head to um, improve your looks. They said also that long hair on a good-looking guy uh, made him more good-looking, and long hair on a ugly man made him more terrifying or scary, which was great for warriors, right? You you got you got handsome ass chads coming at you, chop you up, or some really nasty monster beast men with long hair, glorious hair coming at you, terrifying terrifying get it cut up by a man with a beard and a man bun oh this is a good offhand question here spidey sense i i this is my take right uh he says genuine question is there an argument to me made that mma would be better without judging considering how many ways there are to win yes i i i believe that we should have um, no scoring. There's no scoring. You finish the fight or it's a draw. Flat pay. Everything is um, how many wins you have. Okay? And we don't even care. You don't even have losses. You know, I guess you'd call losses if you get finished. But it's you have a ton of draws. If you don't finish somebody, you get a draw. No problem with that. If you want to incentivize the finishes more, do that. Do that. You don't. You know, you get so many points for a finish, you get whatever points for a draw. I'm fine with it. Do it. Flat pay. You got to finish to win. But I also think we should make, you know, one one 30-minute round. <laughs> kicks, kicks uh, you know, head stomps, soccer kicks, head stomps, knees to the head on the ground, elbows, headbutts. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. 
Man. Qatar World Cup. Is that uh, the soccer? The soccer? The football? Football? Really? They don't want to. You can't super chat, Lucas, or they don't like your message. <laughs> right? I've never heard of that. Maybe made somebody man. All right, let's get through these last ones, man. Let's get through these last ones. Uh, oh, that was the last one. Qatar, Arnold. So, yeah, Qatar landed funky. He tried to continue, but it just wasn't happening, man. It's too bad. It's too bad. Sucks a lot for both of them, you know, uh, especially if Qatar doesn't get a win. You know, he loses out half his money probably because you don't get the win bonus. Um yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, tw I don't know. Patrick is uh, saying 12-6 elbows, and I'm saying no. No other 12-6 elbows. No no back of the head, neck, spiking people, or 12-6. to six. These are Those are really bad, man. They're, they're really bad. You can do a lot of damage. No, no, no kidney or spine things, right? I think very limited rules. Gentlemen's rules. No eye gouging, no groin strikes, no fish hooking. Gentlemen's rules, right? Gentlemen's rules. I think a gentle, true gentleman would kick you, <laughs> stomp you in the head on the ground before he would poke you in the eye. It's... That's my, that's my <laughs> rules. That's my threshold for being a gentleman. <laughs> Gentleman's rules. <clears throat> oh man! All right, guys, let's get into this. Uh, the circus. Jake Paul on Showtime. This guy's made a lot of money. We don't know how much. It would be really nice if they would release and tell us what what they did, what they got. Um, it would help a lot if, you know, Jake, Jake Paul really cares about fixing MMA and helping out with MMA. He would disclose pay and let us know everything about their pay. The reason we're in the situation anyways that he's even paying attention to what we're doing is because of the class action lawsuit. If we didn't have the class action lawsuit, there wouldn't have been discovery. We wouldn't have got their financials. We wouldn't know how much they're really making, how much they're stealing from the fighters. We wouldn't know. It would not have happened. None of this would have been possible without the Mixed Martial Arts Fighters Association and that lawsuit. Never would have happened. Like, we're the reason. We're the reason. The reason he's talking about it, the way it's in uh, Paul, Paul's mind, right? The reason it's in Paul, Paul's, uh, Jake Paul's mind is because we made it visible for him to see. He's talking about starting an uh, association and... He use association and union in the same, <laughs> the same sentence. So I don't even think he knows the difference between the two. He wants to start his own. We've had one around for ten years. Why haven't he reached out? He hasn't reached out at all. That's why I'm very suspect with any intentions he might have. Probably secretly working with Dana White. Scumbags. A lot of scumbags out there. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, we get to the card and. Um, I, I, I got to the card with the, uh, 
Avila and uh, Vershashevsky. And I don't know who those guys were. One guy, I think, was a boxer. One guy was coming from something else. And it looked like the uh, Vershavsky got beat up a little bit. Uh, we got to see Uriah Hall box. That was kind of cool. He seemed a little bit flat. And um, I don't know. Uh, he just didn't have to pull the trigger that much. Uh, it could have been because uh, Bell, LeVon Bell, that um, – he fought was really athletic and pretty fast. And he was just kind of being extra cautious in a new sport. Cause he's not a boxer, I guess I can see that, but you know, he did all right. We'll see if he decides to do another one of these type of things. And then we get to this next fight, the fight before the main event. What is, what was this? What was this fight? Why did this fight happen? Why was this excited or whatever? Exciting or whatever. Why did it have to be on the card at all? They were 118 pounds. Never heard of any of them. This wasn't for any type of like real ranking, I don't think. There was no belt. It was a rematch from like nine years ago or something crazy. Six years ago. What was that? And it wasn't very fun to watch. And the uh, the guy got hit a lot, I guess, too much. And the coach didn't want the old guy to... Uh, to keep fighting, so he, he stopped the fight. Right, that was the, uh, okay, no, no, that wasn't the second last one. That was the uh, Santiago and Nieves fight. And that was the seventh round TKO. It was a long fight, and it wasn't exciting. Those guys, it was a dud. That was the dud of the night right there. I didn't see enough of that first fight. Right, but what I did see, it wasn't bad. It was interesting. I just didn't know, I didn't know any backstory about the guys, so. Wasn't into it. The uh, the fun one was the uh, was it Silva beat Rodriguez right first round the eighteen year old, but that guy that guy threw that fight that seemed fake that seemed super fake. He got hit a little bit with the in the chin and then it seemed like he's like oh I got hit and decided to jump on the ground, and then when he was down on the ground like he starts pounding on the ground. Well that that's a cognitive like action. Like he was cognitively capable of controlling a body part, but he gets up and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm all woozy." Oh, I think that guy was faking. That was that was fake. He was not that messed up. He either didn't want to fight or he was supposed to lose that fight. The the uppercut, he like the guy hit him with the hook and then hit him. Tried to go with the uppercut and the uppercut didn't really even make contact or flush contact. The guy just kind of jumped to the ground. And he's like, no, and hits the ground, pounds the ground. Like, what are you doing? And then he he waits until the guy gets like eight, and he gets up and then pretends to stumble. And, and then he's like all woozy acting, didn't look real. And then as soon as the guy calls it off, he's like, what? Oh, and then he's like, he's not woozy anymore. He's walking normal. Everything's fine. <laughs> that was fake. I don't know if that fight was rigged or if that guy got paid to take a dive or he just wanted to take a quick payday because he was an old guy and wanted to be on TV <laughs> in a big fight once. That was just, that was terrible. That was terrible. That, and that, and that stole, for me, that stole from the moment because that kid was fun. He came out as the Minions. He was doing fun stuff. He looked fun to watch. Like, he was exciting. I'd like to watch him box some more. But that seemed like a very fake ending it seemed fake and then 
going into the main event with Jake Paul and Anderson Silva, it was it was fun. There was action. There was back and forth. If we look at the card, you've got um, I don't know if this is the official store card because it's just it's just one. It doesn't say whose it is, but it's uh, Paul Silva or uh, uh, 10-8 round. So so Paul won round one, three, seven, and eight. Okay, and Silva won 10 or uh, two, four, five, six. But he lost because the 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 two point swing from the knockdown. If he just would have lost the round, it would have been a draw. But he got knocked down. Right? He got knocked down. So that knockdown made it a Paul win. So going from the fight I just talked about, where that guy's knockout antics looked really sketchy. Really sketchy. He he looked like he was not a very good actor. He was not a good actor. And I've been around fighting long enough. I've seen enough guys get hit, get knocked out, get rocked. I've seen it enough times to know what it looks like when a guy's not there, right? When a guy's there, he's not, he's not all there and he wants to fight when he's not all there and he doesn't want to fight. I know what that looks like. I also know what it looks like when the guy's fine and doesn't want to fight. <laughs> I've seen the guys who just, they get into the cage and that's it. That's enough. <laughs> they made it that far. <laughs> they made it that far. Like, bro, I can't believe I made it all the way from the dressing room down the aisle and I'm in the cage. I'm standing here in the cage. Wow. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I've seen it. I know what that looks like. I, I just don't buy it with that, that second to last fight. And then we go into the silver fight. He seemed like he was pacing in the first round, which I don't blame him for. You know, it was a longer fight and he's not normally a boxer, even though he's been boxing for a little bit. Um, then I feel like he wasn't letting go of the combos, you know, like he played, he, he, he started showboating for a little bit. Maybe he got tired. I don't know. Maybe he slowed down, but he just wasn't throwing the combos the same. He wasn't countering the same. And it wasn't like Jake Paul had a lot of attacks. He doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of attacks. He doesn't throw uppercuts hardly at all. He doesn't he doesn't throw the body shot. He doesn't hardly hit the body shot unless it's unless it's a straight shot. He throws the jab, maybe he throws a straight right, or he doesn't even throw a straight right. He throws that hook curveball right. He doesn't have a large variety of weapons at all. He's only gonna throw a couple things. And you're telling me Anderson Silva couldn't have prepared to 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 throw that that left hand, which is the perfect time. He's throwing a looping right hand. You're telling me Anderson Silva couldn't have prepared for that to land that left hand straight left hand as he's throwing that looping punch the way he did. And he, he, he telegraphs it a lot. He's telegraphing that overhand punch. Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva couldn't pick that up and knock him out with that. He couldn't land an uppercut at that, at that time. What about, what about his check hook? He, he couldn't have done that. I feel I feel like Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva that I know, could have figured that out. Just first time meeting somebody, first time sparring with somebody, picking up on those type of things. 
if I can kind of do that with somebody who only has a few punches, I'm pretty sure Anderson Silva can. So it's questionable to me why he didn't. You know, I really, I really don't. It's uh, not sitting with me well. <laughs> okay. And then he gets knocked down. And knocked down. And knocked down. I'm probably going to get in trouble for showing this. But did you guys see the did you guys see the video of the supposed knockdown? It's uh it's interesting. Okay. Let's uh let's uh, come on share the screen. We're gonna do it because this is from a TikTok, so hopefully they don't they don't get me, but they might. Well, here we go. Do you see it? Do you see that? It doesn't quite look like a clean hit. There, and then his head doesn't snap back. I know it can be a little bit hard to see because you got the black glove, there's a black background. The, the quality of the, uh, the video isn't great, but that doesn't look like a very hard, solid contact. Does it? Does it? I don't know, man. That seems... That seems questionable. Seems questionable, guys. I don't know. And that was the deciding factor. That was the deciding factor. That's the thing that won the fight. Right? If he doesn't if he doesn't knock him down right then, he loses the fight. He loses. He loses. Cause even if he doesn't knock him down there, it's a draw. He draw he draws or loses. You know? Yeah, to Topher, yeah, kind of. Maybe Topher saying maybe it just skimmed his nose. Yeah. Possibly. I could see that, but it doesn't look skimming the nose or even if he did catch cheek and nose, I don't feel like that. It doesn't seem like his head snapped or it was enough to like drop him. You think maybe he just fell off balance? It wasn't even really knocked down. It was just off balance because it grazed him. Maybe. I don't know, man. <sighs> Fishy. I smell fish. Spidey sense saying it's clearly a fix. Silva gets a big payday, and Paul keeps his wins going. A business arrangement, yes. And it could be some more dirty pool, okay, because now Anderson's supposed to help Jake Paul with his association stuff. I kind of think Paul might be a plant. He might be a UFC plant. He might be a uh, area manual plant. He might be WME plant. He might be working for them in order to trick the fighters into joining his <laughs> stupid – UFC union that locks them into a monopoly, kills the lawsuits, kills Aliyah, kills everything, and perpetually makes them slaves. <laughs> like, oh, we'll have, you know, we'll have a, um, 
bargaining, collective bargaining. I'm like, you lose a fight, they just get rid of the guys who don't say what they want and do what they want. You ask the wrong questions, they give you the worst fight possible on, on the worst night, worst imaginable place. Do whatever they can to get you to lose. Oh, you lose? Mm, sorry, we're canceling your contract. We're letting you go because you lost. There's nothing you can do to stop them. That's how, how it's done. Are you gonna you're gonna take away their ability? You have no leverage. You have absolutely no leverage to force them into anything. You have no leverage. No leverage. You can't negotiate if you have no leverage. It's possible. Danny Arnold saying he totally threw the fight. Rematch. That's it. I thought I thought they were going to have a draw. I was like, this is probably going to be a draw. They're going to do a draw. They're going to do a draw, and then they're going to make a rematch. That's what's going to happen. But then I saw that little thingy, little nose wipe, little nose wipe that saved the day. <laughs> the most powerful nose wipe in the world. Here's an interesting statement, and I'd like to talk about this. Hamza Mir is saying Silva is ruining his legacy. They spelled running, but I'm sure that's what you meant. No, he's not. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Seriously. Does anybody care that Arvlowski lost another fight? Do you care? Does that take away anything from what Arvlowski did and his champion or his championship fights? What about Frank Mir? Do you, do you not think of Frank Mir as a great fighter anymore because – he got beat up in some boxing stuff and some other things. There used to be a time when this stuff, I think, did ruin a career. Did It did kind of leave a bad taste. You know, Ali fighting too long. But end of the day, where we're at right now, I don't think anybody cares. We've erased meritocracy. Meritocracy is, is gone, at least in the, in the fighting sports. I, I think anywhere. Because everything's so fake now. Everything's so fake and gay. Everything. Every single thing is fake and gay now. <laughs> Everything. So no one cares about what's real. A lot of people look down on and hate the people who overachieve and are successful and are good. So I think people are more comfortable with losers and they rejoice degeneracy and the loser stuff. So I don't know if it's even possible if... You can ruin your legacy. I don't know if it's possible anymore. I almost, I feel like I, maybe things will change. Maybe things will push in a different direction. But culturally, I get this feeling like nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when's the last time Connor won a fight? And look how people still treat him and and think he's the greatest. I mean, how, because it's pro wrestling, right? Because it's pro wrestling. And if it's pro wrestling, like how many, how many matches did Hulk Hogan lose in his pro wrestling career? Right? Did Ric Flair ruin the legacy of Ric Flair by doing another match? He did another match like a year ago. Like he had to carry, he had to use his walker to go out to the ring. It was a walker match. <laughs> Oh, that's they they blew it. It should have been a Walker match that they had. 
but that ruined his legacy. I think it's it's where we're at. It's a pro wrestling entertainment environment, and I don't know if getting beat up and losing hurts hurts that nowadays. I really don't. It's sad. I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, well, and then that's a good, you know, there are people who'd be like, well, of course he does. Like, and then Brendan Schwab, like, is one of those, like, type of new comedians. A lot of old comedians don't like because they don't think they're as funny, but they have a big following because it's all popularity contest. It's just a popularity contest. Oh, he's funny on Twitter or, oh, I like him or I like that community. And it's not really about telling real, real, you know, good jokes. That's what they say anyways. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Hamza again says, Anderson Silva is the greatest fighter of all time and he won't get his props in three years time. That's everybody, man, because also a society today, it's what have you done for me lately? Who are you now? Like things move fast. You kind of have to accept that. And I, I, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just seeing observations because I've, I've thought about this, too, because I've thought about, hey, what do I what if I get into some of the circus stuff? What if I try to get into some circus stuff? You know, I'm like, ah, well, do I really want to like mess up my legacy, like my legendary career and all the things that I've achieved and earned? I was like. Do I really lose them if I go do a boxing match or if I do a bare knuckle match? Is that really gone? Because, like, honestly, what is what has legacy been doing for me? It's not really paying bills. What is what is legacy doing for some guys? You know, you get you get stopped sometimes by older fans and get pictures taken. It's cool. You meet a lot of cool people, but it doesn't exactly pay. <laughs> doesn't exactly pay, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've given that some thought. A lot. I've given that a lot of thought about legacy and whether or not it it would, you know, because I because I think about that. Think about pro wrestling. Think about how many matches those guys have, how much they traveled around, how many times they won and lost, how many times Hacksaw Jim Duggan lost. How many times Jake the Snake lost? Did it matter? No, because you know it's 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 whatever. It's pro wrestling. It's entertainment. So if MMA is just entertainment, then it doesn't matter. But that sucks because how good you are doesn't matter. And it there's no hierarchy. It's not, the hierarchy isn't a skill based. The hierarchy is entertainment-based. How popular are you? Maybe you're funny in the cage when you fight, and you do funny stuff, but you lose all the time, and they let you keep fighting just because people watch. You know? I think that's kind of a big issue with the fact that MMA is not a legitimate sport. It does not have free agency. 
you're not wrong. Everybody who liked MMA and knew about it and was really passionate about it around that 2005, 2010 time period, they, they don't watch it all anymore. And they kind of hate watching it. Like, I love fights. I love all the violence. I love watching the fights, the techniques, the, the physicality. It's great. It's awesome. I would If I'm going to watch a sport, that's what I want to watch. I want to watch combat. I want to watch kickboxing. I want to watch boxing. I want to watch Muay Thai, MMA. Let's do it. I want to watch it. I don't care if I know their names. I'd rather, you know, uh, watch the guys that get uh, a lot of wins and have a lot of great things happen. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. But it's just, there's not the same. And I think a lot of it is that I feel like promoters don't promote anymore. Promoters don't promote. And and they're either laundering money and that's how they're making their money because it's not through eyeballs or they're just keep taking on investors. They just keep taking on investors. They keep getting new money from the outside. And if that's the pro, if that's if that's what's happening, isn't it possible that at some point that the vacuum's going to happen and everything's going to collapse? Oh, man. Spidey Sense chiming in saying, modern movies are garbage. I hear that. Modern music is garbage. I hear that. Modern comedy is garbage. Yes, again. And modern sport is becoming garbage. It's all about what can sell. If you don't move the needle, then you are banned or binned. binned. You're not, not wrong. It's not about meritocracy anymore. It's about who makes the owners the most money. By any means necessary. I had a talk with Coach Mo today, actually, and that was something we discussed was the frustration around, you know, like modern uh, martial arts and jujitsu and how they've become just money making enterprises that don't really care about being good, right? They don't care about being good. They're, they're, or, or they've shifted the narrative of what good is. You know, having a bunch of people who are capable and can compete and, and know what to do and are good at it, like that was kind of like the goal. You know, I want to teach and have a great school with lots of killers. That's what it was back in 2005 when you were running jujitsu classes or whatever. You know, it was fun, but you like wanted to like be good. You wanted to be able to compete and beat other people. It wasn't just about showing up and putting in enough days and getting the belt, which it kind of feels like now. And, you know, he was getting a little bit frustrated because you got people who get promoted up fast because there's criteria on promotion. If you do this many years at a certain level and you, you're showing up at class every day, you get the belt. That, that gets people keep coming in for class because they keep progressing, but you have people who don't get good. If I have a student come to me for wrestling and I'm teaching them a double leg, well, they have to work on that double leg until it's good, until they can use it, until it's something that they can use on people and take people down with. And then they have a tool that's successful, right? But in jujitsu, if 
I'm teaching you all this stuff and you're going through it, but you're not retaining any of it. You're not learning any of it. You're just flailing around. If you put in enough time, you still are supposed to get promoted. Now it's still up to the jiu-jitsu instructor. He can still decide to be like, no, I'm not letting these people represent me. But some people don't care. They're just going to McDojo it. Yes, you you put in the, the enough months, you automatically get it promoted. And now you've got black belts who run <laughs> academies who who couldn't beat a blue belt. And and you'll see it. You'll see because I have, you know, Mo's got guys that he's trained and he's belted and they're like blue belts and he'll send them out and they'll go places and they'll mop the floor with purple and brown belts from all other places. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, guys. If I'm at a gym and I'm I'm a purple belt and uh, or a brown belt, I'm a brown belt. So I'm a brown belt. I'm at a gym, I'm a brown belt, right? And my instructor has got some friends or guys that come in and they just want to come and roll. I'm like, all right, cool. And one of them's a blue belt and he smashes me. <laughs> he smashes everybody else. I'm going to find out where that guy trains. I'm going to find out where that guy trains and I'm going to, I'm probably going to go to that gym. <laughs> like, man. Oh, you're right there. Brian T. Brian T says, fighting is now the entertainment business and it sucks for fight fans. 100% correct. I am uh, here says BJJ has become watered down like Taekwondo these days. In some places, it is. You gotta careful where you're going. Yeah, this is the thing why I love the Russians the most, man. Hamza Mir is saying that I respect Dagestani fighters being MMA fighters and not clowns like the others. Hundred percent. I uh, I really appreciate them in the space quite honestly, because they're not, they're, they're killers, absolute killers, and they're not playing this stupid shit show game. All right, guys. We covered it all. We did it. Congratulations. Let's see. who uh, Wellness path for me is saying, me or Mo, uh, saying it is worse. The owners are all about pleasing their bosses, not making money. They could make more money if uh, their bosses were social engineering society. I don't know if I understand that. Maybe it was from a previous comment. But all right, guys. Thanks for watching. Appreciate you. Appreciate the super chats. You guys are the awesomest people. <laughs> all right. Make sure you guys are uh, checking out um, my Gumroad stuff. Right. I've uh I've got all the programs to get you lean, jacked, good at fighting, fix your neck even. Right? I got resistance bands course, I got the meal plan. The strength and fitness package is the best bang for your buck. Right? You'll get this the strength uh resistance band program. The 12-minute hit bike program, the Fit Smash Strength program, the meal plan, kettlebell program, uh, a Telegram accountability channel, 
you'll have access to. And you'll also get a one-hour consultation where you will be able to talk to me about uh, what's going on and whether or not you're getting all the workouts you need and if you need help with your diet or whatever. Reach out. Ask for help. I'll be there. Um, I appreciate you all. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for giving the comments. And I will check you all later.